Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Today I have a special guest with me. I have my husband Bobby here today and we're going to talk a little bit about community and the importance of community, how to find community, the struggles with finding community, just everything surrounding community and how as parents who are raising our differently able children, how can we really just foster a community when a lot of times it's a really big struggle to be able to do that. So let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Special Kind of Motherhood podcast. This podcast is for moms who are parenting differently abled children. Maybe you desire to switch to a more natural lifestyle to improve your family's health, but you have no idea where to start. You're longing for more routines and time, but every time you try to implement those tips that you've spent hours researching, you realize that they don't work for your family dynamics. Hi, I'm Ashley. In this podcast, we will focus on implementing routines, switching to a more natural lifestyle, and uprooting those old mindsets that are keeping you stuck so that you can plant yourself firmly in the truth that Jesus offers you. Our focus will be on creating small, customizable changes that will build upon one another over time to create real impact in your life. If you want to hear from a mama who has been raising several children with special needs and who knows how important it is to do this in a way that's sustainable and that doesn't add to your overwhelm, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those earbuds, reheat that coffee for the third time, and let's go. Hey guys, I wanted to hop on here really quick before we got started, and I wanted to say if I sound congested, we are dealing with some sickness in my house, so um, I am definitely congested, but I just wanted to give you guys a quick note of just letting you know that this is actually going to be two parts, which you can probably tell by the title, but I just try to really, if possible, keep the episodes under 20 minutes, and we got to talking, and it was way more than that, and so I decided just to break it up into two parts so you guys can kind of take it in more bite-sized pieces, and then I also wanted to let you know that there is a little bit of issues with the quality of the audio. We had some technical difficulties, so that's something we will have to work on in the future whenever I have my husband back on, but I just wanted to pop in real quick before we got started and just communicate that with you guys. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get started with our topic today, and I have here with me my husband. Hello. And we're just going to talk about community. How can we grow our community and just the struggles that we have with developing community? We're going to start out with talking about why it's important to have community. I think if we can't figure out the importance of it, a lot of times it's very hard for us to put in the extra effort that it requires for us to really develop a community. So I would like for you to just share with us, why do you feel that it's important to have a community? Yeah, I mean, even with, let's just say, typically developing families or people might call a quote-unquote standard family, you know, emotional difficulties are going to come about. Um, There are going to be hard times that we're all going to face in life. And I don't feel like we were meant to do that alone by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I think God has provided a sense and a need for people to be in community to share one another's burdens and hardships and and troubles. So I think it's very important for us to have that, um, both for those moments when we need to support one another through difficult times, and then also when we have things that we need to maybe fix or overcome in our own lives. I don't think that happens without vulnerability and sharing with other people. Um, So I think community is vital to any family or relationship, but especially in a scenario where you have differently abled kids um, and your family looks different than others around you. Yeah, I totally agree. And I just find it uh, a lot of times whenever we're parenting differently abled kids, we actually have less support when we actually really need it, possibly even more because of the struggles we come up against when parenting our kids. But a lot of times it can be extremely isolating. And so 
like you said, we really do need that community around us in order for us to just be able to thrive, basically. You know, and that's the other thing is like a lot of times if we have a good solid community around us, then we are going to be able to get help whenever we're struggling with different things or, you know, we're going to have learned about new resources to support our kids and we're going to just have basically the more support. We're going to have the opportunity to possibly get away for a little bit and recharge and all of these different types of things that we don't have if we don't have a community. Yes, and I think, you know, one of the things that I've noticed in our personal scenario is that sometimes that isolation can be self-inflicted, yeah. you know, either through a misunderstanding or a, uh, let's just say, you know, a self-induced um, thought that, well, people are not going to understand because they don't go through that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, anecdotally in our experience, some of our best support has come from people that we would consider to have a quote-unquote normal family or, you know, come from a normal scenario. You know, I can think of several of our friends that they just come and they accept us and they accept what our home is like sometimes and they just roll with it. And it's, you know, they're some of our closest friends and it's just amazing to have those people in our lives. It's just people that accept you and your family. And it doesn't have to be that they have to connect with you on any specific point anywhere. It's just that they accept you for who you are and support you in what you're going through and what you're doing. Yeah, and like you said, that doesn't come without that vulnerability. That, And like you said, it can be self-inflicted because we don't want to be vulnerable and show people that our family, in our case, is, you know, our house is wild and loud. And that's not for everyone. So it is a step of vulnerability to invite people into that world. I just have found that we have to be willing to make that step and open up our lives to other people. If, especially like if we want that help and we want those resources, if we're not willing to take the first step, a lot of times it's going to be very difficult and we're going to struggle so much more because we're trying to do it all by ourselves. Don't you think? I agree. Yes. Yeah. And then I also think kind of that what ties in to this would also be the fact of a lot of times we struggle with burnout And just feeling overwhelmed and stressed out. But again, if we're not having that support system and we're not being willing to be vulnerable and open with those around us about our current struggles, then we are going to be more prone to feel burnout, to feel just like we have no support system whatsoever, like we are isolated and alone. I feel like those two things just tie in so strongly to one another. I agree because with burnout, you know, when I think about burnout, I think that things just pile up, things get too overwhelming. You're just tired of doing the same thing day in and day out, and you just feel like you can't do it another day. <clears throat> and so sometimes even just having people come and throw a change routine into your day, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's you make the time to go out to lunch with a friend, that may make things more inconvenient in a different part of your day, but it may also make your day <laughs> like the most amazing day of the week. You know, when you get to break your routine for a minute, and go and do something that is fulfilling in a way that maybe doesn't register initially. And that that mental planning that we do when we're trying to plan out, okay, what's our next best course of action? That may not register to us as logically the best thing for us to do, but when you have that kind of a an invigoration into your life or into your routine of something fresh from somebody supporting you or just going out and connecting with someone again, the times that I've take a break to go hang out with some of my friends or if we have friends come to the house. Those are, for me, some of the most fulfilling times that we can have outside of those special moments in our home 
because you know it changes things up and it just builds that connection with other people that it helps to relieve that in a way that doesn't make logical sense but it makes a lot of emotional sense and i think i mean god built us for community so to me it does make perfect sense like you said maybe not logically but that's just the way god designed us is to be in community with each other and so it would make sense that of course once we are making that a priority that we would feel the the benefits of that and you know i'm extremely task driven so sometimes i feel like i struggle with that more in the area of stopping that pattern that we're on and you know stopping the task in order to make time for other things that really are important like building community and things like that and i have noticed the benefits as i've done it more and more and you know i do have to realize okay the task isn't necessarily the most important thing or making sure I'm staying on, on track for what I want to get done that yes, maybe I will get it done, but kind of like you touched on, I might get it done, but then what kind of emotional state am I going to be in at the end of that versus if I would actually just stop the task and then prioritize connection with other people while yes, I may be a little bit behind. I'm going to be most likely in a lot more of a healthy place emotionally at the end of that. Right. And I think, you know, I think there's almost a sense of like diminishing a return on checking on those boxes on our to-do list every day, feeling like we have to get X, Y, Z done or else our day is not good. And, you know, the other part to that, though, is uh, while you were talking, it just, this just occurred to me that there's a ton of scripture that, you know, alludes to the fact that there are a lot of things that make sense to us naturally, but that are not necessarily the most healthy course for us to take. But, you know, there are a lot of truths that God has that go contrary to what comes naturally to us, and they end up being much more fulfilling and rewarding and healthy. So I think that ties in a lot to what you were saying there, for sure. Yeah, I agree. I hadn't even thought about that. But that's actually a valid point of just how Scripture does often, like our our thinking and our logic, it just isn't the same as God's. And so that's where really trusting in the wisdom of God, that is really what needs to be our foundation in all of this. I think another reason why it's so important to have that community is for the ability to share and be vulnerable with other people so that they can bring up ideas and brainstorm with you about options that maybe, you know, you haven't thought through. Um, You know, that's happened for us before in the past that someone with a fresh perspective can come along and offer something new or unique that we hadn't even thought of. And it may work out great. So I, I think there's an extreme amount of value in having an outside perspective, especially because like we've already talked about, you know, when you get into a rut of a, a certain line of thinking like, oh, this is the only way we can do this. And then come on, someone steps in and says, well, you could try plan B and we try it and it works amazing. So, yeah, I think I think there's an extreme amount of value in, in a brainstorming option. I feel like it offers like a habit interrupt because we get into these habits in our home and with the dynamics with our children and just with each other and all of that. And so bringing someone else into the perspective really is a habit interrupt where, well, a lot of times we can can start to change things and we can gain that new perspective. And on top of that, I can think of, you know, our children's therapists, how many times I have learned about different resources, um, been struggling with a child and just sat and talked through with them and asked their tips, gotten some advice from them, worked with them to see, okay, what's working for me? Is this working for you? It's just invaluable to have that resource of just being able to talk to someone else, like you said, from an outside perspective, 
where they actually can just offer you new ideas. They can look at it without feel that feeling of a lot of times we we come at it from an overwhelmed perspective. Or like you said, we are feeling stuck, maybe hopeless. And so our creative thinking has a lot of times shut down. And the fight or flight that we're in, we just cannot think creatively. It's just, I feel like there's so much value in having essentially a third party who can just talk through things with you and offer you advice and offer you help on just different struggles that you're going to come up against. I agree. Extremely important. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what community can look like. And obviously we understand a lot of times our family dynamics are just different. The culture of our family is often different because of different challenges or just different uh, characteristics that our kids have and that we have as well. And so I think it is important to say that community can look different for each family based off of whatever their family dynamics are. But I think there are just some general things that we can look for when looking for a healthy community, don't you think? I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to to really kind of analyze those character traits of, of people that you would want to and, and well okay so let me back this up because I think there are a couple of different aspects to it I think there are aspects of bringing people into your home for you know to participate with your family and then I think there are traits of, of your community outside of that that you can personally just go to and be a part of mm-hmm. um, you know I, I have several friends who I think are great friends from a mentoring perspective that I don't know enough about their characteristics or personality to know whether they would be a good fit in our home around the amount of chaos that we can have pretty easily, especially with new people coming into our home. So, but then there are other friends that we have that, I mean, literally they come over, our kids climb up on the table and jump on their back and they just take off on a piggyback ride and they're fine with it. So I think it's just analyzing those backgrounds, personality traits, you know, those, those things that you feel maybe complement areas or even challenge you in areas to grow, but that also are going to actually build you up and not tear you down in any way that are going to be encouraging and not discouraging. Uh, I think it's very important to analyze that. I think you make a good point as well in the fact that community, like there's different types of community. And so you as an individual and myself as an individual, we need community as well outside of just supporting our kids and supporting our family and supporting our marriage. We also need, like you said, that relationship, like a mentor type relationship or just someone that maybe like for me, that someone that I can chat with about gardening. I love to talk with my sister about gardening. It's so important to have that diversity, I think, with the type of community that we have. And especially because, you know, we can't expect like one set family to meet all of our community needs. And we're going to connect with people you know, based off of their experiences and their interests and all of these types of things, we're going to connect with them in different ways. But I do think regardless, it is super important to make sure that as a family and like our children as well, that we're surrounding ourselves with people who we feel safe around, who we feel like are very supportive. They're extremely accepting. They're not going to be um, critical because a lot of times our family dynamic does look different compared to those around us. And so a lot of times it does open you up to criticism because people tend to be critical of what they don't understand. And so I think that that is, at least for me, it's a very key point of kind of having that safety in community and in knowing people, even if they don't quite understand, they still are there to support you. Yes. And I think, you know, that 
it's just a critical aspect of vulnerability is to have that understanding that you're opening yourself up for someone to really, really tear you down in, in certain ways. You know, you might open up to someone about your home situation and they might really grill you on, why do you do that? Why do you allow that to happen? Why do you do things X, Y, Z way? And instead of, you know, trying to just empathize and say, listen, I don't know how, you know, how that would feel to even go through that, but I'm sorry, that sounds really horrible. Or, you know, that sounds really difficult. And just being aware that being vulnerable will open you up to the potential of actually being hurt. And then also having a good support system in place for that, whether that's, you know, other friends that you already are safe with that you can go to and say, I reached out to this person and it went horribly. Just having that to fall back on. But but at, at its core, we have to choose to be vulnerable with each other and build that internal community. Um, you know, for example, you and I having a strong core community before we can branch out because we need that support to practice vulnerability in being vulnerable with others, which then just begets vulnerability. Yeah. And I just feel like it's something that, yes, we could possibly, like you said, it's very true. We absolutely can open ourselves up to being hurt or to receiving criticism from someone who maybe just isn't there yet to be able to understand where we're coming from. And that can feel very uncomfortable. And so sometimes that's why it is hard to really lean into finding community because we do feel like a lot of times we just don't fit in with those around us. And so it can feel scary to try to open up and let others see what our lives look like when they aren't just aren't the same as what our peers, what their lives look like. I know I've struggled with that before. And that's why I said it's so important to understand the value of community because otherwise it's very hard for you to overcome that feeling of fear if you can't understand why you need community in the first place. Yeah. And I think, um, I think another important aspect of this, of this portion of community is also um, coming from a position of faith. So I would approach this but praying about opportunities for having a mentor type role in community, but then also having an opportunity to be a mentor to others. You know, I think that give and take is very important. You know, we can help to grow uh, from others teaching us, encouraging us, helping us to grow. But then also I think it's very, very healthy for us to find others and not to just go out and start throwing around advice or saying, hey, you need my help. Like, I don't, I don't think that helps uh, in any way. But, but like I said, I would approach this from an avenue of praying for those opportunities, for God to present someone that maybe does need my help, that I can foster that relationship with, and that I can turn around and, and in, in turn help them to grow in a mentor type of role. I think those are, are very important. When you said that, it actually reminded me of something I was going to say earlier, which is the fact that like you talked about, you know, sometimes we open up and share and then we are not met in a way that feels supportive. And that's something that I've actually found to be just so wonderful about raising kids that don't necessarily fit the norm is the fact that I feel like it has helped me to have so much more compassion for other people and for people who possibly do things differently than me, who maybe their life looks different than mine. It just has helped me, I guess, maybe to understand how people feel a lot of times whenever you are living differently than than those around you. And, you know, my heart goes out to those people because I know how desperately we all need to be able to feel like we have 
people who get us, who support us, who are there for us. And so that has been, I will say, one great benefit, I guess, I have seen for myself is just that ability to have more compassion and more understanding for others too. And I think that kind of tying that in with the mentor role that you talked about, you know, I think we can use that to be an example to others of the fact that we want others to be understanding and accepting of us, but we can also lead by example in doing that for those around us. Yeah, I think exemplifying compassion and empathy and sympathy when we can't be empathetic directly, I think those are ways that make a direct connection with people that they're honestly not expecting. Culturally, it's, you know, especially for the last few decades, it's not really been the norm for us to grow up with a sense of compassion for others, especially others who act or seem different than us. Right. You know, I can think back on on growing up and the, the culture that we had around, you know, even in public school and the, the things that, that we did. And I'm not talking about the the system itself, but just the culture of our peers. Right. It's not it's not a value that's ingrained. It's it's something that most homes would, would ingrain upon you, but you know, that wasn't something that was exemplified. Especially as a society. Right. Right. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Hey, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or you learned something new, would you take a minute to share with someone else that you know would be blessed by it? I would also love it if you would leave me a review. This lets me know that you're enjoying the show and I love hearing from you. You can connect with me further over on Facebook or Instagram. Until next time, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constantly in prayer. Romans 12, 12.